Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to Off the Bench for another week. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Hope you're enjoying it. Hoping some of the rain that's forecast across the weekend gets to your area as well as I welcome in Paul Hazelby. Good day, Beaver. Great to be with you. And how good is it to have footy every day of the week? I would love to see more of it. There's been some great games. And I think as we've had more reduced breaks for some teams, I think the quality of games has actually gone up because there's more fatigue factor and we've spoken about the impact of rotations that that might have on the game of footy. I think the holding the ball interpretation has added to the game. I think Ugh. now players, I know there's frustration, they get some wrong B, but I can see that you're frustrated, but it has made players get the ball out quicker and if they don't the play is moved on quicker and the ball is moving around the ground quicker and the other one is the out of bounds interpretation. I think they've tweaked that as well. you really got to be careful not to kick the ball towards the boundary line. They get some of them wrong too, but the end result is the standard of footy is better and you go back to Thursday night Gold Coast and St Kilda, two teams that are playing the game the right way attacking through the corridor, taking risks and creating good footy for everyone to watch. That's how it should be done. Well done to Brett Ratton and well done to Stuart Jew for their performance on Thursday night. Loved it. Agree with you. It's been great to have footy every night. I looked a couple of weeks ahead in the schedule and I saw there's a game on a Monday. I thought brilliant. There's no Tuesday. There's no Wednesday. You're frustrated, there's no, there's no aren't Thursday. You? Where's the bloody footy? Yeah. Um. I agree with that. The holding the ball interpretation. I. Oh, I don't think it's actually clarified anything. I think the getting game there. Maybe, they're getting there. I, I don't know that they are. Make an effort. You got to do the whale where you shake your head. You know. Yeah. You look you, like you're, you're, you're like the, the rugby ball. league players when they pretend they're trying to get up and That's release exactly the ball. It. Exactly. You just need to do the worm while you're on the ground. The worm. Um. And Not then finally, the <laughs> finally, <laughs> while we're on this. Deliberate out of bounds. I have long thought, and a couple of years ago when they changed the interpretation to the way it is now, I thought that was an improvement. But I've long thought the rule shouldn't be whether or not you took it out of bounds deliberately. It should be, did you make an effort to keep it in? So it's not actually the act of taking it out of Mm. bounds. It's the lack of effort to keep it in. So a lot of times a ball will come dribbling along the sideline and then there'll be two players. One of them will pick it up knowing that he's going to get tackled instantly and he'll just walk the ball over the line. It's like an unspoken rule. Well, we're happy to have this contest. No. That is deliberate. Make it if you don't make an active effort to keep the ball in, whether you're trying to paddle it along the line or you try and snap a kick or whatever. I think that's what um, it needs to be. Because if we keep the ball in play longer, players get more tired, the game opens up. That's what we like to see, Hayes. Your thoughts? Yep, you're right. That's what we need. What about the footy festival? It's fantastic. And we know the reasons this year with COVID-19. But condensing the fixture in the future... Could you see a time where maybe for two weeks, maybe for three weeks in the middle of the season where they just go bang and we get a festival like this and it's on TV every night, which is great for the ratings? I'd love it. Um, I think 
may, maybe you look at it doing it over the buy rounds because what we have at the moment, and, and even in this footy festival that we've got now, you've got double headers. And, I, and I'm not saying I love the double header, I've been enjoying it, but you don't need to. You could easily spread those games out. So if you take uh, six teams a week over three weeks, so essentially you're left with 12 teams, t- six games. You could easily do it. And then the teams who are coming off the buys, they don't need mm. the full seven-day break. Like they, you know, I think there's ways that you could do it pretty easily so that over an 18- to 20-day period, you could easily have one game every night. And I think there's a, a little three-week block in the middle when there's buys. So you, teams can play on a Wednesday and then have the buy the following week, and they still get that 10- or 11-day break. I think there's a real opportunity for the AFL to do something going forward. I'm fascinated to see the data around injuries and hamstrings and, and soft tissue injuries. We did see a spike when the season resumed, but across this period when it has been condensed, I don't think there's been as many where it's been four or five days. I just wonder the reason for that. I know the teams aren't training, and that is playing a part, but I think we'll get to the end of the year and I'm not sure the soft tissues will go up because of the shortened fixtures and if that's the case that is good data that the AFL can take forward to the clubs. I'll be interested to see what happens next year when we hypothetically go back to what would be a normal quarter length, a normal game length, whether or not should we? There's yeah. two coaches no, no, out we there. We should. We should. Long, Longmire and also Chris Scott. They're saying, "Well, going forward, do we need to go back to long?" Well, quarters? I don't. I don't What's think the you, reason? I don't think you listen to Longmire because his team hasn't done very well. Oh, so. Good record for a long time. Yeah, both premiership coaches. Yeah, his team's crap now, though. Um, and but, then you know, it's you the look, game. It's a two and a half hour package now, Beaver. Is, yeah. is that a good thing? No. No, you like you no. like the thirty-two minute. What, what's a, the, the AFL and I know global sport generally has been fascinated with this idea of shortening every game. Some games, big bash for example in cricket, it works magnificently. It's a ratings winner. People love it because it takes the most exciting parts of the game and it puts them at the forefront. That sixes, that's aggressive batting. You look at some sports. Tennis tried um, fast four tennis. I think it was one year. Absolute flop. AFLX has been tried. It's an absolute flop. It does not work. For every sport. And I think the beautiful thing about the AFL, what's the most exciting thing about the AFL? Goals and big marks. Playing for longer gives you more chances to have both of them. It's not a situation where... Because if you play test cricket, you're not hitting more sixes. You're actually playing a longer game because there's a definitive amount of wickets. The AFL, you can try and kick as many goals as you can. You can try and take as many hangers as you can. There's no limit on how many times you can try before you get out. So I think the AFL, you keep the game longer. It keeps it more exciting and it gives more opportunity for the best parts of our game to stay on show. Plenty more coming up after the break. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Paul Hazelby, I hand you the new ball. What's gotten up your goat this week? I'm going to have a dig at the MRO for their poor decision around Tom Lynch. Now, he got a $500 fine for a strike or a push to the back of the head of Alex Willard. Well, well done to the AFL. You're basically condoning that you can strike a player in the back of the head when he's not looking, he's face down on the ground after you've made an attempted tackle to him. That's what they're broadcasting to all the supporters, to all the young kids out there. Go for it. You can do that. It's only going to cost you a $500 fine in footy parlance. That is nothing $500. He needed to get a week. If they are serious about eliminating striking behind the play from our game, they had to come down harder. They didn't. I'm real disappointed. And now, I don't know where the line is. No, I'm with you on this. I know our colleague Carl Langdon thought it was soft. The $500 fine was fine. A week would have been overkill. But I think it needed to be a week. It was behind the play. Mm. It was like, it was head high contact. 
And it was forceful. And this is the, this is the thing. So he, um, Harris Andrews, I believe, was the player on the ground. No, so Alex Witherden. Alex Witherden, sorry. So he's got his arms out, and Tom Lynch pushes his head. It actually hits his arm. And I'm like, if that hits the turf, it might be a completely different story. This comes down to people can say it wasn't much impact. It might not have been a high impact. But the problem is that if something actually happens, it, it's as simple as the nose is so fragile, you hit it on the wrong angle, it could break. Like if you had a broken nose mm. from that, he's looking at six weeks. So the AFL needs to get off this little horse of, um, oh, well, nothing really happened, so we'll get on with it. it it's got to come down to a bit like the Out of Bounds interpretation I was talking about, Hayes. Did it need to happen? No. Exactly. So why, it's why are we not punishing? premeditated. They thought yeah. about it. And then you have other incidents like Harris Andrews who laid a tackle and a little bit of a slinging motion, mm-hmm. no damage. You know, that's in play. That yeah. happens. We're taught to do that all growing up, get the player to ground. And they've had to make a, a big shift in their thinking mm-hmm. to eradicate that, which is right. But this is premeditated, thought about and executed, had to get one week, maybe more, just to stamp it out of the uh, game. What do you have? I think a week would have been good at. My dig, an article came out earlier this week from uh, our good friends over at Fox Sports talking about the issues the AFL has been having with Richmond players in particular in the hub and some of the requests that they have made of oh, the can AFL. Can I have a coffee too, Beaver, while we're at it? No, today? no, you can't have a coffee. Like that, is it so unreasonable? Well, requests? I don't think a coffee is necessarily unreasonable. They do have baristas on site at these, uh, these resorts, but... Some of the details that came out, so um, they're living cost-free, essentially. These players are paying their mortgages, everything else, all the food, all the stuff is provided at these hotels and these resorts that they're staying at. Uh, Richmond players were ordering things from Coles Express, getting them delivered, because obviously they can't leave the Mm. bubble, uh, and expecting the AFL to pay for them. And the AFL said, essentially, no, you've got all this food in front of you. It's completely free. We're not paying for you to go outside of that. And then one player in particular, wasn't named in this report, but one player said, hey, Gil... Can I bring my puppy? Yeah, I know. Can I bring my That's puppy? That's bad. There's even bad. a couple, one player that wanted to make some alterations yeah, to their to the apartment. Room. I'm like, yeah, I'll just bring a carpenter and a contractor. I just, I really don't like the ceiling corners, Hayes. It really bothers me. The feng shui of this room is right off. Grow up! There's AFL a disconnect, players. isn't there, between mm. AFL players and the real world right now? There is, absolutely. Like, and I know and their wages have been slashed. And it's, it could be said, in, in the NBA, they're over there in Florida and Orlando with the bubble as well. This was what New Zealander Stephen Adams had to say. Because the reporters over there, they're hyping it up as like, oh, bubble life is so difficult. And this is what Stephen Adams had to say. Just overall, your thoughts on life inside the bubble right now. Uh, it's all good, mate. Um, let's, get, let's be clear, mate. This, this is not Syria, mate. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not that hard. It's not that difficult, mate. You know what I mean? It's, we're living in a bloody resort. You know, everyone's got to complain. Everyone has their own preferences, mate. But, you know. It's not not anything too serious. We're not in Syria. We're living in a bloody resort. It's not that serious. Give that guy Order of New Zealand. Exactly. Grow up. I have no idea if they do that. If not, we'll we'll get on the phone. We'll make some uh, some calls and make that happen. That was Stephen Adams. That was my dig for another week. Dial before you dig the essential first step. When we come back, we'll get into our waffle update for Kia. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench time now for our waffle update. Thanks to Keo with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. Hayes, results from last week. Swan Districts 40, Subiaco 79. Uh, Subi bouncing back nicely there. East Perth got a win over East Fremantle, 99-56. to 56. I was bought into the Sharks after their win last week. Yeah, let down. I'm all over you, aren't I, with the Sharks? Again. Yeah, you are at the moment. Um, you did play down there. You probably got some insider knowledge. Uh, Peel Thunder, a pretty woeful effort. They only managed 39 points against West Perth, 131, if you don't mind, for the Falcons. Uh, and this was a really, really tight game. 7-6-48, South Fremantle 
took care of the Claremont Tigers 5-10-40. Some accurate kicking. The, the Tigers might have had a pretty comfortable win, all things considered. You got that one right. I think I had tipped the Tigers, and uh, you stuck with the South Fremantle Bulldogs. Team of the wreck time, Hayes. Let's get into it. Kale from East Perth. Busher at full back from Claremont. Hayden Kennedy from Subiaco. Nick Subin, my old mate on the halfback line for South Fremantle. Aaron Heal at centre-half back. Davies from East Fremantle. Merritt on the wing for West Perth. Through the midfield, it's Ben Newton from Subiaco. Luke Meadows, good to see him back from his VFL stint. Of course, they aren't playing this year. Back at West Perth, he's a star. Reedy from Swan Districts at half forward. Martin from Subiaco. Young from East Perth. Nick Robinson in the forward pocket. Tyler Keitel at full forward. Hayden Sloyth, he was outstanding in that game. He's playing a different role this year. The Sandover medal winner. He's also now clocked up 150 games. Should have played AFL Hayden Sloyth, in my opinion. Scott Jones, the former Fremantle Ruckman. He leads the Ruck. Scott from East Perth. Aaron Black from West Perth. And on the bench, it's Kerr, Horsley, Nelson and Dragovich from South that's a pretty good bench, Beeve, but that's the team of the week. A few changes this week. It's good to see the depth is alive and well in the waffle. Absolutely. Let's uh, take a look ahead to what we've got coming up later on today in the waffle, thanks to Kia. Kia offers value you can trust in Australia's best seven-year warranty across the entire range. West Perth taking on East Perth. I'm going to back in the Falcons. Good win last week, Hayes. Yeah, they're in contention, West Perth. Uh, they're one of the top five teams I think will be fighting out for that last spot. Maybe against Perth, but I think they'll be too good against East Perth. They're still, they're still rebuilding East Perth because of the alignment model that finished a year ago for them. Yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Falcons, I must admit, but I'm going to back them in after their performance last week. East Fremantle versus Perth. Hayes, I'm going to let you tip this one first. I don't want you to to influence my tip. I know exactly who I'm going for in this one. Well, I can't go with East Fremantle. I haven't been on them for a while un- until they did play against Peel Thunder. But Perth, they're two and zip, and I think they'll win this one easily. Calm the Sharks. Calm really? the Sharks. Do you know what, Hayes? I've just got this theory. Really? Perth come out every year. right? Well, not every year, I should mm. say. But they, recently they start well, and they always just let you down towards the end. What are we? We're nearly halfway through the season, Hayes. I think it's about time that Perth, despite having only won two games and coming off the ball, I think it's about time that they laid an egg here. Come on, the Sharks. East Fremantle for me. Claremont up against Peel Thunder at Revo Fitness oh, Stadium. The Tigers for me. This could be 100. Uh, I think it's going to get I t- ugly I t- for I tell you Peel what, at the back end of the season. Over or under 75 to Claremont. Over. You reckon over? Yeah. Easily over. Easy. Okay, fair enough. Subiaco and South Fremantle. I'll give you a line of five and a half. Who are you taking to cover that? Subiaco. I Subiaco think they need a win. South. They can't afford to drop too many more. And South Fremantle have started really well with three wins from three attempts. So I'm going to go Subiaco, not in upset, because they're still premiership favourites, and rightly so. Come on, South. Really? Yeah, do you know what? I've just again. got to go, the, got to go to the underdogs. He's doing that to be different to nah, me. No, I've got to do the underdogs sometime. I'm sick of Subiaco winning. This is more of a heart pick than my head pick, I'll admit that. That was our update for the waffle. Thanks to Kia with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. Back with more after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Time to... Turn our attention to the AFL. We've had some good results, of course, over the last week, um, including the Fremantle Dockers winning over Collingwood. There's a game coming up uh, on Monday that we'll get to in a second. But, Hayes, let's walk us through what is happening for the rest of the weekend and then into 
uh, technically the next round, but over the next seven days or so in the AFL. Another great game tonight. Port Adelaide taking on Richmond. Mm. Very tough to tip. Richmond were good against Brisbane. Brisbane had their opportunities. That's That's played at at Adelaide Oval, so that favours Port Adelaide. I'm going to stick with Port Adelaide. I think with Charlie Dixon going very well. Robbie Gray's been pretty good in the forward line. And the young kids that they have, I think, is the best in the competition. Georgiades, he's been a star so far too. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Richmond's back line does. They were good... Uh, against some opposition last week in the Lions, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. As for Port Adelaide, it, win over the Bulldogs, it wasn't really convincing. So this game, a lot of potential, but Port at home for me. What about this one? Brisbane taking on the Bulldogs. So many ramifications here. If Brisbane lose, they just lose touch with the top four. If the Bulldogs lose, I know they're your team. They lose touch with the top eight. I'm going with the Brisbane Lions. I think they will get their goal kicking in order. You're going with the Bulldogs, no doubt. No, I'm going with the Lions. Do you, know, do you know what? The Bulldogs have a habit of laying eggs, Hayes, and I think that this will be one of those times. They got close last week against Port, but I don't think they've got enough uh, firepower to beat the Lions. Some big names in for the West Coast Eagles. Taking on Carlton tomorrow. Can't wait for that one. I think the Eagles, from what we've seen, they will be too good. How disappointing were Carlton? Just when you thought, here we go, they're building a list. Some players are in good form. They're five goals to nothing up here at Optus Stadium, and then it just goes absolutely pear-shaped for Carlton. I can't see them even challenging the West Coast no, Eagles. No, I think the Eagles should get over the line quite comfortably. This one interesting. Melbourne taking on North Melbourne. I like what Melbourne are doing. I think uh, they got it done against Adelaide after a pretty slow start, but, mate, Oliver through the midfield. And throughout the week, there were people in the media actually saying that they should trade Clayton Oliver. Have they got rocks in their head? This guy's a genuine, genuine A-grade midfielder. If you're going to trade anyone, trade Jack Viney because he's not as good as Oliver and there's a bit of similarity between the two. Is he damaging enough with his Absolutely. You reckon? Yep. Okay. Mate, it's not all about kicking. You can, If you're not a damaging uh, disposal by foot type of player, there's other things you can do. No, Win the ball, Look, use and, hands. And Tom Mitchell won a Brownlow doing that, but there was the same argument when he won the Brownlow. People were saying, does he do enough damage? But nonetheless, um, I oh, it's a 50-50 game, but you know what? Give me the Demons. Monday, St Kilda taking on the Cats. I think this is going to be a pretty tough one. Both these mm. teams going the really Jack well. Jack Stevens Cup. At the Gabba. I think I'm going to go with the Saints. Too much speed for the Cats. Yes, and we Saints finish for me off as well. on Monday with the Dockers taking on the Hawks. Geez, the Dockers have been impressive. Some of their young kids all of a sudden have taken the next step. I liked what Croden did. Caleb Sarong's been brilliant through the midfield. Well done to Longmuir, finally bringing back Connor Blakely and the midfield looked as good as I've seen it for the entire year. He made some blues, Connor Blakely, by foot, but I think he certainly adds value because he keeps showing up and sometimes you just need that player in the right position, which then helps with the transition of your ball movement. And the other one down forward is our big mate, Matty Tabernard. Matty Tabs. He, he's a star. He, he, I've been, you know I've been saying this for a long time. He, he's no. better than what people give him credit for. He does Tabernard things, but as a whole, contested marking-wise, and he's putting it on the scoreboard now, he, he's rising. I don't think it's fair to say he's a star because he's not consistent. He still has these Is he better than Jack fades. Darling? Is he having a better season than Jack Darling? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's probably having a better season than Jack Darling, mm. but the body of work from Darling obviously stands Correct. out a lot more. Um, Tabernar is is the captain of my LTZO team. We might have to get into this another time, but the captain of my uh, LTZO team, along with Liam Jones, uh, who was at the Bulldogs, obviously then went to Carlton. But oh, I think this will be an interesting game because the Dockers are a young team they're trying to learn a new game plan and I think despite probably being the better team this is the type of game that I can see Hawks 
uh, the Hawks, sorry, with an older team, more experienced team, just sort of punking them a little bit. But I'm going to tip Fremantle. I hope they can get up because I think they've deserved way more wins than they've been able to put on the board so far this year. Hey, is that's all we've got time for on another edition of Off the Bench. Thank you. Great work, Beave. Enjoy your weekend. Looking forward to it. We'll catch you again next week on Off the Bench. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.